Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. Tonight, we will have one song, and then we'll have our announcements. Uh, then we'll have two more songs, and then one ha- we will have our lesson this evening. Sorry for a bit of delay. There were some technical issues getting the right screens in the right places, but I uh, somehow, by the grace of God, got it right. So... <laughs> Uh, Our first song tonight is number 937. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. 937, I Stand in Awe. Good evening. Just a few announcements that we have this evening. Uh, just a reminder on the annual or our t- toy drive for the Hoops Children's Hospital uh, that continues to, to go on, and that'll go through December 17th. Just bring unwrapped gifts and uh, place them in the boxes, which are in the old foyer. Also, there will be a gift exchange for middle and high school youth this coming Sunday at 5 p.m., and they're asking, Dave's asking that you bring a uh, $5 gift for that. 
and that'll be at, uh, at our house. And then there'll be a ladies' cookie exchange that's scheduled for December 16th, and there'll be more details coming for that. Also, uh, Ironton Church of Christ is going to be hosting their annual spare time event. They've done this um, for several years. They didn't do it last year, but uh, doing it again this year. And that'll be on Sunday, uh, December the 18th from 8 to 11. Uh, so that'll be a good time. And for those of you not familiar with that, spare time uh, will be bowling and laser tag and roller skating. So I um, encourage you to come to that. There'll also uh, be a memorial service held for this uh, this coming Friday evening for Greg Lawson, uh, J.B. and Wanda's son, Susie's brother. And that will be at the Main Street Church of Christ in Hurricane at 6 p.m. Uh, just continue to remember the Lawson family and also Amber Swindler and family at the death of her mother. In terms of uh, prayer list updates, uh, Judy Gerald, it looks like she's going to be able to come home tomorrow on oxygen, so she's doing better. Uh, Chris's mother, Debbie, is now home and, and doing well. Terry Egner has tested positive for COVID, uh, but is doing well and is at home. Diana Duncan is now home, but her husband, Roger, uh, remains in the hospital, but is expecting to be discharged soon. Uh, keep Sue Powell in your prayers. She has been sick and is presently staying with her daughter. And Heather Pittman has asked for prayers for her father, who had uh, spinal surgery today and has uh, been diagnosed with high-grade lymphoma. So he'll be uh, undergoing some treatments for that. So continue to, to pray for their family. And uh, add Hannah Ruth Johnson to your prayers. Hannah is 12 years old and has tested uh, positive for COVID. And this is Mary and Jerry's granddaughter. Uh, continue to keep Rusty and Kristen and uh, Donna and Diane Foss and so many others battling cancer and, and other treatments. Uh, your prayers at this time and make sure to pick up a bulletin each week for the updated list. Chris will have the Devo this evening and Jeremy will have the closing prayer. Any other announcements that need to be made? Let's go to God in prayer. Father in heaven, we come to you at this time, Lord, thanking you, Father, for the opportunity to be here tonight. Father, we pray and are thankful, Lord, that you've given us the ability and the health to, to be here to worship you, Lord, and to give us a, a facility that allows us to worship you in comfort and in peace. And Father, we thank you for Jesus and for your word, Lord, that guides us and instructs us and, and gives us hope, Father. And we uh, Ask your blessings upon our classes this evening. Be with those that are leading our discussion. Pray for them. Help them to remember those things that they've studied. Be with us, Father, to help us to, uh, to be good listeners, to, to take what we hear and, and apply it to our lives that we can grow and become more like Christ. And, and we just thank you for, for that opportunity, Father. And Father, we are mindful of all those that have uh, just been mentioned that are on our prayer list. So many, Lord, that are having difficult times at this time. We just continue to pray for the Lawson family at uh, the loss of Greg and for the Swindler family at the loss of Amber's mom and all those dealing with COVID, Father, be with each of them and bless them and restore their health and, and be with Heather's father. Uh, he's going through some difficulties with, with his um, spinal surgery. Just pray that it was a success and be with his upcoming treatment for his cancer and and just uh, be with all those, Lord, that are, are dealing with cancer and undergoing treatments and tests. We just ask your blessings upon each of them. And we're so thankful that we can approach you in prayer, Father, knowing that you hear our, our prayers and 
that you are with us and, and comfort us as, as no one else can, Lord, and we thank you for that. Father, just continue to be with us this evening. Just watch over us and forgive us when we do sin. It's through Jesus Christ we do pray. Amen. Our next song this evening is number 977. 977, the battle belongs to the Lord. For the lesson is number 658. 658, there is much to do.
674. There's a great day coming. Good evening. You ever thought about the importance of a name? Back when you were naming your children, I'm sure you thought of the importance of a name, didn't you? You probably scoured those uh, baby books, baby books 1975. 1983, Chris was a popular name because there were about 45 Chris's in my graduating class. I know that now. <laughs> so when we started naming our children, uh, we started looking for inventive and creative names, and we landed on Titus, and we got here, and there's two or three Tituses running around. So you try to be creative with names, right? And you try to give a name to a child so that they can live up to it, right? And then you, you hear Shakespeare, and you say, well, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet, right? I don't think so. I think he's wrong. Turn over to Jude, the little bitty book right near the end of your New Testament, written by Jesus' half-brother, a guy named Jude. He, along with pretty much every other biblical writer, believes there's an awful lot in a name. There's an awful lot in how you think about yourself. Jude, there's only one chapter, and we're going to look at the first verse. Let me set you up for who this guy is, though. Because you might not know much about Jude. He's kind of a, a background character in the New Testament. We don't hear very much about him at all, really. Uh, he only pops up a couple times in the Gospels. And every time he pops up in the Gospels, except for the last time uh, in the book of Acts, uh, he's going to be portrayed in not that great of a light. He is Jesus' half-brother. He, along with James, the guy who writes the book of James, these are two of Jesus' half-brothers. He's got several brothers and several sisters. On at least one occasion, Jesus is teaching a crowd, and his brothers and his sisters and his, even his mom have made their way through the crowd, and they're standing outside the crowd, and, and uh, they, they send word into Jesus and say, Hey, we'd like to talk to you. They're there to convince him to stop saying the things that he's saying. Because the, Jesus is now saying some very dangerous things. He's claiming to be deity. He's claiming to be God's own son. He's claiming to be able to have the power to forgive sins. And this is riling up the Jewish leadership. They do not like it. Um, one, like we talked about in the Gospel of Mark, they don't like the power being taken from them. But Secondly, rightly so, they look at this man who appears human and is human, although he's not just human, and they see him claiming to be deity, claiming to have the power to forgive sins, and they are rightly upset about that. Had anyone else claimed that, they would have been blasphemous and worthy of the punishment that he received. Little do they know that he was and is God that every claim that he made was 100% true and that they should have bowed in worship and submitted their lives to him. Jude is just as much guilty of that as the Pharisees are. He's a part of the group of Jesus' uh, very close family, his, his, his immediate family, that comes to him that day, and they're going to try to talk him out of saying some of these dangerous things. And Jesus isn't going to have it, of course. They don't buy into who he is. They grew up with him, and they don't believe that he is God's son. They don't maybe see anything special about him, certainly not as special as he's claiming to be, all the way up until the resurrection. 
They believe that all the way up until the resurrection. I don't know if they're there at the cross as he's dying. I'm, I'm told Mary is there, and John, thanks to Scripture, tells us that. But I don't know if his brothers or sisters were there. They could have been, and Scripture just withheld that information from us. It's possible that they were there. But certainly they were aware that he had died. Mary would have related that information to them. And so three days later, when he's no longer dead, their minds start changing on this issue, don't they? (laughs) They start transforming. They're able to put their hands in the nail wounds and in the spear wound. I don't know if they take advantage of that, but it's possible. And so after that moment... Jude and James, at the very least, we don't know about the other ones from Scripture, but at least Jude and James are willing to die for him. You don't die for someone you know isn't God. They were convinced by this point. Though they were skeptical earlier, though they were doubtful earlier, they were convinced now he is God. They've seen him resurrected. Resurrection has a way of doing that to people, doesn't it? They are convinced that he is God. And so they are willing to give their lives over in service to him. In the Old Testament, if you became a debtor and you did not have the funds to be able to pay off your debt, the one that you owed the debt to would allow you to work it off. You became their slave. And... God had rules and commandments for how slaves and masters, specifically masters, were to treat slaves. They were supposed to treat them well, like a brother. This is not the slavery that we find in early American history, of course. This is a a different type of slavery. And in fact, this slavery ended once your debt was paid off. But if once your debt was paid off, you looked at your master and said, you treat me better than I treated me. You could become their forever slave. It's called a doulos in Greek. There's a word for, for this type of forever slave. It's called a doulos. And they would take you to the doorway and against the, the wooden frame there, they would pierce your ear, put an earring in your ear. And it was... Notification to everyone around you that you were this person's forever slave. It was a voluntary thing. You could not push this on someone, but they could accept it. Uh, it had to be at their initiative. Uh, had it had to be at their initiative. Um, so it was a voluntary thing. But if you looked at your life and said, "My life's better as your slave than as my own free person," I want to stay with you. Then they would pierce your ear. We sing a song, a devotional song, um, entitled, Pierce My Ear. And it's an allusion to this verse in Leviticus. This concept is found in the New Testament. And the amazing thing is, it is the favorite term of the biblical writers. All the apostles take it on for themselves. All the ones that, that write scripture, Paul, Peter, James, Jude, or Timothy even, takes this tone, takes this term, Onto himself, this doulos. Let me show it to you in Scripture tonight from the little letter of Jude. Jude chapter 1, look in verse 1. 
He says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. He's so humble, he's not claiming to be related to Jesus. But he says, uh, you know, James is my brother. Uh, but what we miss there in English, you see clearly in Greek, servant, underlined servant. That is the word doulos. It is a forever, voluntary slave. Jude is saying, along with Peter and Paul and Timothy and several other biblical writers, that Jesus has treated me better than I treated me. In Matthew 11, we find how I treated me and how you treated you. Look what he says here in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus is speaking. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. That's what we were before Jesus. Before you met Christ, you were, how's he put it? Laboring, and you were heavy laden. It was hard work, wasn't it? Because you were being beaten by Satan. You were a slave to sin. But Jesus said, I will give you rest. You take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. A yoke is the thing that oxen would wear to plow a field. He says, my yoke is light. My burden is light. So you're exchanging one slavery for the other. He says the slavery that you were in only led to death and destruction. There was nothing but heartache and pain and condemnation down this road you were formerly on. But when you came to Christ, now you say with Jude and Peter and Paul and Timothy and James that I am a doulos, I am a forever servant, a forever slave of the Lord Jesus. This is something I've chosen because I looked at my own life and saw that he treated me better than I treated me. Life with him as my master is better than my life was as my own master. You can't say that for anybody except Jesus. Isn't that kind of incredible? The power that he offers, the salvation that he offers, the grace that he offers, the hope that he offers is only found inside of him. Jude grabbed a hold of that hope. That's what you did at your baptism too, wasn't it? You grabbed on to that hope and said, I'm not going to let go, not for anything. No matter what the world throws at me, no matter what Satan throws at me, no matter what sin entices me with, I'm not letting go, no matter what, because he is the one who has the words of life, who has hope, who has grace, who has mercy. And so... We hold on to him and we work in his kingdom as his slaves, going after his agenda, doing his work. And saying with Paul from Galatians 2.20 that I've been crucified and now Jesus lives through me because he died for me. So now I go after his will and I do his things as his slave. This evening, if you have not put on Christ in baptism, you have no hope. You have no salvation. There is no under name under which man may, man may be saved other than his. The only way to get into Christ is through baptism. That's the only way to get to the Father. He himself said he is the door. We get to the Father through Christ. And you only can get into Christ through the power of baptism. You be immersed into his blood. He, he washes away all your sins at that point, And you become his slave. 
one who is forever going after his agenda. Tonight, if you've already made the decision, you need, just need the prayers of this congregation to be who God has called you to be, a child of his salt and light. Won't you come tonight as we stand and sing? Pray with me, please. Father, we are so thankful for, for many things, and all that we have and all that we are. We're thankful for safety through another day, for uh, an opportunity this evening to assemble together to study your word, to learn from it. And we pray that you open our hearts and our minds this evening as we disperse to our classes, that they be beneficial to us. Help us, Father, to be better each day better than we were before. Help us to be more like your son in all that we do, all that we say, all that we are. Father, we're mindful of many who are hurting or sick, many who are struggling and grieving. Uh, there are many on our minds, Father, who, who we're concerned about. We pray your blessings on each of them. Help us to be an encouragement. Help us to be a strength. Help us to be a servant um, in the image of, of you and your son to do what we can to help those around us. Continue to guide our lives, Father. Keep us safe, keep us healthy, uh, keep us striving in your word each day. Forgive us for our sins. Uh, strengthen us, Father, where we're weak and where we struggle. Uh, thank you so much for your son and all we have through him. We pray in his name. Amen. <clears throat> 